Rolling the top line of the page. We're in the middle of talking about what happens after the petira of a person. Um, the, we, st- we said in the last moment about the awareness a person has for a certain amount of time after he passes away. So we'll be a bit continu- a continuation of that. Amar of Yehuda, Berei the Rav Shmuel Bar Shilas. Rav Yehuda, the son of Rav Shmuel, the son of Shilas said, Mishmei the Rav in the name of Rav. Mi espeidoi shel Adam, from the eulogy on a person, Nikar you can tell, in ben Eilam Haba, if he's going to Eilam Haba or not. If he was a, a pro, in, in the olden days, when they said a eulogy, it was all true. They were careful of saying any lies, and when people cried, there was no shows. If they cried, they really meant it. And therefore, if you see that they're saying good stories about him and people are crying, it must be true. If it really matters to people so much that they're crying, if it really, if it really matters to them so much and they have good stories to say about him, then that shows he's a Ben Yilamahaba. Says the Gemara, Amy. It's not so. You can't just trust what automatically happens. And if they automatically have what to speak about him and if they cry about him, that's a proof that he's a Ben Elam Why not? Rav told Warm up everybody in my when you when you do the eulogy on me. When it comes to his Levaya. He's telling his Talmud that he should speak a lot of praises of Rav and cause people to be, to be their emotions to rise and they should cry. The awesome came because I'll be standing there and I will see if you're doing a good job or not. Now, according to what Rav said earlier, if he deserved it, it should have happened on its own. People should have on their own spoken good things about him and uh, people would have cried. You don't have to cause that to happen. That's not a question. In other words, like this. If a tragedy happens, if a person at a young age passes away, or in a very unusual circumstance, a person passes away, naturally people cry. If an old man passed away, he could have been a great sadlik, a great rabbi, but you know, he was old. So people don't naturally cry about him. Now, Rav, Lived a very old age. If I don't, if I'm not mistaken, in some places it said that he was 400 years old, but it was he definitely lived a very old age. He was very Rebbe, and then he went to Bavel, and he had told me to me he he went through a lot. He wasn't young when he passed away. If he wasn't young when he passed away, naturally people wouldn't cry so much, and therefore he told them you have to wake them up. But again, people were honest those days, and therefore if the stories wouldn't be true then even if you would say it, they wouldn't cry. If they wouldn't cry, so so you couldn't warm them up. Only if he's the other kosher, people really cared about him, people really miss him. Then if he'll say the story, if he'll speak about his praises, then it's going to cause them to cry. So how oh, the proof that he's a ben elam is the mechamuleva'achim. If you try to heat a person up, you try to warm up his emotions, and it works, and he becomes warmed up, Ha, oh, when he's a not kosher, the they're trying to warm up his emotions, and it doesn't get warmed up, he doesn't cry even after all the stories. 
So that shows that he's not a Ben Elam Habba, no one really cared about him. He didn't have any anything uh, alive in his in his in his Avedis Hashem that would cause people to cry. Yeah. Fine. Now Abai told Rabbi, listen, there's a test over here, and I, and you have an issue. Can go in Mar, for instance, my master. The that all the people of your town from Pedisa hate you. The students in Yeshiva love them, and you know, till now we have Rabba. But you know, things were didn't change, and, and people in his town hated him. Why? Because he used to rebuke them, and his town was a bunch of crooks. That's what actually said. There are a bunch of crooks. And it says in the Gemara that if uh, if uh, anybody in Pedisa lent you any money. Or maybe if he borrowed any money from you. So make sure that you sleep in a different place that night because he's gonna he's gonna get his hands around you. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna make sure to get to make sure to, that you I don't know that you don't uh, you don't collect any debts from him. They, 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 they had their ways, and obviously Rabbi was less than pleased. So he used to rebuke them, and obviously they were less than pleased in the fact that he rebuked them, so they hated him. So when he's going to pass away, you have the whole town coming to Levi, and no one's going to cry. So man achim, man achim who's going to make, who's going to feel bad by your husband? And, and you have to have it in order to prove, to pass the test of Rav. For me, it's enough. Two guys, you Abai and Rav Baruchonon, why not Rav? I don't know. But you and Rav Baruchonon are good enough for me. If you cry, I'm, I, I, I'm comfortable with that. Fine. And Rabbi Lozer asked Rabbi, Rabbi Lozer was actually from Eretz Yisrael. I don't know when he was by Rabbi, before or after. He was later a Talmud of Rabbi Yichonim. But he asked Rabbi, Who is, 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 can be sure that he'll go to Elam Amr so he told him, when a person passes away, your ears will hear some words from behind you. Lamer saying, Malachim will be there. They're going to say, eh, This is the path that he went throughout his lifetime. And therefore, L'chuboy, go ahead in that same path. Sometimes to the right, sometimes to the left. So if you hear them saying, eh, Interesting. Rashi says if you if you if you just say the first statement that they say this is how he behaved all his life, just follow that same path, you could be assured that they're taking him to Ilamab. Why if he if he did something uh, uh, otherwise in his lifetime, then Lakhir will go to the other side. Maybe I'm not sure. Maybe he was sure that he didn't do Avedis all his lifetime. So if they're gonna say this is what he did all his life. Then uh, take him there, so he knows that what he, he he assumed most of the time he did, which was mitzvahs. So now he knows it's all the time, and therefore you can know that he's going to Elamam. Fine. Just one second. Okay. Rabbi Chanina Amar, Rabbi Chanina has a different criteria for who is a Ben Elam Habo. Kol Shadas Rabbi Seinu or Rabbi Yisov, other Gersoysar, Noichoyimenu. If his Rebbe's are happy from him, then he's a Ben Elam Habo. If he's, you know, the biggest room person, 
but he's smarter than all of his rebbes, then he's not necessarily a ben elu If he's rebbes are happy from him, then it means that he's following the path that was passed on to him from Moshe Rabbeinu onwards. Then he knows he's a ben elu the Pasuk says, um, that uh, when a person passes away, he's surrounded by the market of you of those that make eulogies. They're the maspidim. So bnei glila amri, people of glila types this Pasuk. What does it mean to be surrounded by the market of those who say eulogy? Behave well in your lifetime. And again, as we said, in those days, they still only say the truth. So behave well in your lifetime. So those that stand in front of your bed, that's the way it used to be, as we'll see in Golu. Those, those who used to say a eulogy, used to stand in front of the bed, they should have what to say. The people in Yehuda, do things in your lifetime that they'll have what to say behind your bed. It's not a contradiction. Marki Asi, Marki Asi. There was different customs in Golul or in Yehuda. In Golul, they used to stand in front of the bed when they used to say the eulogy and in Yehuda behind the bed. Basically, they're saying, behave well in your lifetime so they'll have what to say by your eulogy. Okay. Fine. Now, from here, we can see a bit why by us it's uh, not accepted to say the eulogy because uh, uh, in our days, uh, in those days, they only said the right thing, they only said truth. If you're not saying the truth, then it's a waste of time and it could be also damage for the, for the Mason. And I guess you don't want to differentiate between those that uh, you have what to say, don't have what to say, so you just don't say it. Fine. Rabbi Lezer says you should do you should do tshuva one day before a person passes away. Does a person know when he'll pass away? Even more so. That's exactly what he meant. Two tshuva each day. Maybe the next day he'll pass away. Then every day he's doing tshuva. In other words, you don't know where Hashem will catch you. You don't want to be caught in the wrong situation. So don't rely on the fact that when you get older, you'll do tshuva. You never know. So always make sure that you're in the right, in the right situation. Or similar to that, if you think about Mashiach coming every day, and then it's already the, it's the time that the, 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 the Bechira isn't really there, and therefore... The the noinish is all based on just before Mashiach's coming, or even the the the, the specialty of the avoda is that before Mashiach's coming, so you have to have right to make sure that now you're in the right situation. Fine. Shloimeh said the same message in his in his in Kehelas. Make sure your clothes are white constantly. Don't rely on the fact. That you'll do true when you're older, make sure that throughout your lifetime the Shama is clean. Mishem and make sure there's no oil, no toira, no mitzvah missing on your head. Constantly. Fine. Which invited his, his servants for a suda. He did not set a time when they should come for the meal. So the, the, the wiser ones got dressed nicely. They sat there by the door. Is anything lacking in the king's house? In one instant, he could say, just come in right now. It's ready. 
doesn't have to like prepare for such a long time. And therefore, we've got to be ready the whole time. And the, the, the foolish ones, no, he's not there. Let's, let's just do our job. Can a suda be prepared without a lot of work? And therefore, it'll take time. So give us a notice. We'll come two hours later. Suddenly, the king came and said, okay, coming out. The, the, the wise ones came in when they were all dressed up nicely. And the foolish ones, they came in and they were dirty. The king was, was happy to see the wise men. The He was angry at the fools. Already said, they get themselves ready for the Suda. should sit down and eat and drink. They're not decorate themselves, they're not preparing themselves for the Suda. Yandu should stand and watch and not take a bite. Chasoni should Rabbi Meir Mishumir Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir's son-in-law doesn't say his name. Said in the name of Rabbi Meir. That's not good enough. I mean, again, it could be because he wasn't especially considered a Tana. They only mentioned with a name those that were respected as a Tana. Fine. He said, no, if they're standing on the side, you can think they're the waiters. It's not such a busha for them. They both sat down by the table. They gave these people plates. and They don't give any plates. These guys could drink, these guys not. My servants will eat and you will starve. My servants will drink. You will be thirsty. My servants will sing from a good heart, from a happy heart. You will, you will have a, a heartache and you will, you will scream from, 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 the, from, the, from the hurting heart. So that's what he's going to do them, to them. They're going to sit down right over there, but not have anything. Fine. So they're going to eat them. They'll be, they'll be aware of what's happening, but they won't be able to, to have anything. And they'll be very close and to, 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 to the schar, but not be able to get. So that's that's why you should make sure you're constantly ready. It was just the idea also of being ready for Mashiach, that you have to be constantly ready, that when he comes all of a sudden, you're ready. So, yeah, yeah. Obviously, to the best of our capability, but we shouldn't let go and say, okay, it's taking too long, and then we can take a break. I have an explanation on the Pasuk. They should always have white clothes. So the first explanation was they should always make sure you have no avedis, that you're ready for the din or for whatever, for Yimamisa. The second explanation is they should always have white clothes, as in clothes of mitzvahs. This refers to tzitzis. Why is it called So Rashi says, the clothing is white. I mean, it doesn't have to be. It can be any color. Typically today it's white. And, and unless he's referring to the fact that there's white strings that are called levonim, although it doesn't have to be white either. But you don't have to color it with the trailers. Only some some of the strings with the trailers and the other ones are not colored, and therefore it's called white. Okay, I, I should have checked it up. I didn't check this up. But Rashi says because the clothing is typically white. I mean, Pikabola Rosa should be white to the extent that the Kabbalah is still you wouldn't have those black uh, black stripes that we have on the on the talus. I think the Rebbe's father didn't have. 
any white stripes on his talus, any any black stripes on the talus. Um, so I guess in fact it's, it represents in Kabbalah a very high kedusha that's not limited, not defined. So there might be a reason why it has to do with that being white. Fine. B'shemen al reishcha yechzar. You shouldn't have. You shouldn't lack any oil on your head. A lutfilin. They're tefillin, white tefillin, says Rashi, because the tefillin, it says that it's Shem Hashem Nikra Olecha, that, uh, that Hashem's name is called upon you, and the Pasuk says, Toi Shem Hashem and Toiv, that a name is better than good oil, so that as a name, Hashem's name has a relationship to good oil, and then when he says, don't have, don't lack any oil on your head, it means don't lack the tefillin on your head, as it was in those days, they would wear tefillin all day, so you shouldn't be lacking the tefillin. You should have the tefillin on your head constantly. Do you relax? Okay. Um, that's the end of that. Now we're starting the next parent. The next parent, okay, what's the connection to what we said before? We were speaking about... In the, uh, okay, we spoke about waiting by the end of Shabbos to go past the tchum, when you're allowed to and you're not allowed to. So I guess he's speaking about a similar idea and the other way around, just before Shabbos. If you were just before Shabbos with the carrying things or carrying things in the streets, and then Shabbos comes in, so it's similar. Here you're waiting just by the end of Shabbos to go into Shabbos, and here you were stuck, and Shabbos came in while you were still in a weekday behavior. Maybe that's the relationship between this and before. Now, we know you're not allowed to ask a goy to do a malacha for you on Shabbos. We came across this before. It's interesting that in the Gemara, it's like taken for granted. There's no place in the Gemara which discusses oh, Omar, so-and-so, that you're not allowed to tell a goy to do a malacha. It's like quoted a few times, but you're not allowed to tell a goy to do a malacha, as if it's like an obvious thing. And then a few places you could like pick up why, but that's the malacha. You're not allowed to tell a goy to do a, a, a malacha for you. But there are exceptions, as we will see. One who unintentionally got stuck on the highway, and you know, it's a Shabbos comes in, he has to park his car somewhere, and you know, but he, but, okay, park his car, has a halibut soda. But uh, let's say he's walking, he's walking and he's carrying his wallet, and Shabbos comes in and there's no Eruv, and he's, uh, he's stuck. He, he, what should he do? He should drop his, uh, his wallet just over there. So if you have a goyim with you, you can tell them, please, can you carry this wallet to my house? If you have no goyim with you, but you still have a donkey with you, which you're allowed to walk the donkey, if it has a leash, it's just fit for his suffers, or whatever you need, you could walk him. The problem is that you're not allowed to do any molochah with an animal. It's a postal container, and it says a dibris. Still, you could put it on the donkey. We'll see soon why. You're not allowed to. Okay. Once you come to the first available, not just to your house, to the first available closed-in garden, you must remove all the utensils from the behemoth and you told them Shabbos, which, can, which can remove the Shabbos. You cannot rely on this header any longer until you go to your house. You must drop it at the first house. Those that cannot be removed on Shabbos, you untie the ropes and the, and the bags fall off on their own. Fine. 
Says the Gemara, my time is shortly Rabbon on the Mesa Kisil Why did the Rabbon allow him to give this, 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 this wallet to go? You're not allowed to. So what? Because they're, you know, they're the nice thing. The nice thing, you don't want to lose all this money. You know what? We'll bend one of the rules of here. Is that the way it goes? He says, no. Kim Luhul Rabbon, Rabbon, no. No one will stand idle on losing this money. If you don't allow him to, to give it to a goy, Asi will come, he's going to carry directly for Amis and onward in the Rishus So we'd rather bend this Isodar Abonan not to cause you to, to be over on Isodar Rais. Since this is the reason, it's only as if you're, if it's your hard, hard-earned money, your wallet. Avon Mitzia, if you happen to find something in the street, and then Shabbos came in, like, then he, he, you don't have this leniency of asking a goy, because uh, you don't have this issue. If you're not going to let you, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to carry it. Lamdafke, uh, you know, whatever. You didn't gain the money to lose money that you worked on. You're going to go crazy. Says the Gemara Pshita, isn't it obvious? Kisoitnan. The Mishnah says his wallet. Says the Gemara Mao, the Tema, I would have thought who had in Metzia, the same applies to Metzia. Why does it say his wallet? That's more common. It's more common for you to carry your wallet than to find a million dollars in the middle of the street. If it didn't happen every day, if it would, you know, we'd be very lucky. Uh, so obviously, uh, it's not a common thing. So the Mishnah chooses the common example. But maybe the same would apply if I find the wallet stuffed with money just before Shabbos, just uh, before Shabbos or on Shabbos. Maybe I could tell a guy to carry it for me. Kamash Malan, so definitely does he know. It only applies to your money. This only applies if you didn't pick up the Mitzvah yet. If you already picked it up, it's already yours. You earned, you, you own it. It's already, it already belongs to you. So then you can tell the guy. Some say, no, boy, Rabbi. Rabbi had a question. We already picked up the material. What's the deal? Since you already picked it up, then it's like yours. Maybe you didn't work hard for it. It's not like your money. You're not going to come to carry it if we tell you no. And therefore, you're not allowed to carry it. Take what remains a question. I didn't check this up. It would seem that Allah would be like the first version because in the second version, it's a question. And it's a question in Isidra Bono. And usually by Isidrabana we go by we go the cooler, but I'll have to check. I'm not sure. Fine. Says the Gemara, ain't If you don't have a guy, you put on your donkey. Time with the The reason you could put it on your donkey is because there's no goy. Yes, if you have a goy, you must give it to the goy. My time, why? Why not just put it on your donkey? Because Khamir Atamitsuvashvi a donkey, you must make sure it doesn't do a malacha on Shabbos. Nachri, he had to mitzvah al-shvi sasi. A go, you don't have to, you don't have to care that he does a malacha on Shabbos. Even the fact that he's doing this for you is a yisud rabbona. And therefore, that's the first option. So how come you're allowed to do it on the donkey? We'll see soon. Says the Gemara Vaiter. Chamoyr v'chein ashoyte v'kot. What do you have two options? You have yidim, which are not chayim v'mitzvahs. They're deaf-mute. Uh, insane or young uh, under bar mitzvah minors you put on the donkey rather than giving it to any of these three 
They don't give it to these, these people. My time, why? Haniyodim, the people, the Jews. Hailavodim, the donkey is a donkey. So you rather give, put it on a donkey than give it to a Jew, even if he's not Chayvim Mitzvah. Or why, says Rashi? Because since he's a, he's a Jew and people similar to him are Chayvim Mitzvah, and he might come to give it to another year that's unfortunate. People are sometimes, you know, they're, they're not so sure about something. They'll ask another year to do the Malachim for them. So we don't want people to do such a thing. And therefore we say, don't give it to any yid unless you don't have a choice. Chedesh v'shoyte, l'shoyte. A deaf mute or someone, someone who's a shoyte, you give it to a shoyte because a chedesh, although halachically is a shoyte, but practically he could be, yeah, have some sense because, you know, he, whatever, he can't communicate, he couldn't learn anything, but he, he, he his mind naturally still works fine. So therefore, he's more sane than a, than a shaita. Shaita v'kata, if you have someone who's not uh, not uh, not sane, or you have a child, the shaita, obviously. If you have a deaf mute or a child, my, what's better? Rabbi Lazar's opinion other elsewhere doesn't leave a question. The time we learned Rabbi Yitzchak if a deaf mute took Truma, don't disregard it and say, ah, it's nothing, he's a Chedesh. No. They should suffer. He argues on the whole, the whole uh, rule that a Chedesh is not considered someone with sense. He says that a Chedesh, we don't know. We can't communicate with him, so we can't figure out how much sense he has, but but it could be he's totally he's totally sane. So of course, by him you give it to the cotton, not to the chayish. Kitim byelach. Who do we have a question according to? Aliba the rabbanon, according to rabbanon. This namenun to the mishnah chamisha leitreimu. Five people should not take truma. Bimtormu ein truma son truma. If they took truma, it's worthless. Elein chayish shoyte vekotim vateri mesheini shaloy. If you're doing if you're taking truma for something that doesn't belong to you. So we see that according to Chacham, it's not a question. A chedesh is, 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 has no sense. So my, what's the halacha? On one hand, the chedesh, maybe give it to the deaf mute. Why the cotton osi the kaldas? Because a child one day will have senses. Or maybe the cotton, they give it to the child, the chedesh, because an adult. A deaf mute, also the chluvi, he might make a mistake. The God of Pikach, an adult which has seichel. And the Gemara, you're right, it's a good question. And there's two opinions. Some say the chedesh, they give it to the deaf mute. Some say the cotton, they give it to the child. Fine. Okay, let's just continue a bit more just to finish the whole thing. What if none of these are around? What do you do? There's another solution. They don't want to say it. What's this other solution? You could walk less than four amas and stop and rest and walk another three amas and stop and rest. And although usually you're not allowed to do that with the Rabbanon, in this case, they would allow you to do it. Why didn't Chacham want to tell you this solution 
of carrying it step by step, lesson for Amis. For the honor of Hashem, you're not to hide things, even true things. You don't have to say everything that's true. If it's disrespectful for Hashem, it will cause people to be cheap on, on halachis. They don't want to trust the goy. They want to carry themselves. So there's the, they know, you know, today there's all these chacham and they find all these, all these haterim. So, you know, they found the heter, you put in the heter, they can carry it less than paramis. Why should I give it to a goy? Yeah? So, so just don't say it. So, Lepola, for some reason, the Gemara was recorded and then it made it away to Shachon Aruch, so now everyone knows it. But in those days, I didn't want to say it. However, the honor of people, if someone, if you have to investigate someone, a very honorable person for something they did wrong, don't say, ah, he's an honorable person, I'm not going to check him. No, him he should check him. Which honor of Hashem are you guarding over here? Dilma may be If you're going to carry it and stop, you might forget to stop. Or you might forget that you have to stop. And you might carry it more than Paramis. So usually you're not allowed to do it. In a case that you have none of these people around you, then you're allowed to do it because you, they don't want you to carry Paramis, but they didn't want to say it because then you're going to come to do it always or they're going to come to not want to give it to a goy, they want to carry it themselves. And therefore, they just didn't tell it to anyone. Okay, so what do we say over here? In the end of last Pedic, we said that uh, the Hesped is a simon on the, the status of a person. If they, if they say good things about him, he'll cry about him. It shows that he, he has good things to him. Um, then we spoke about doing tshuva before a person passes away, which basically means constantly to make sure that he's constantly in a state of tshuva. And we brought the marshal of the different groups of servants when the king invited them for a meal. And... Uh, the king invited them for a meal, and then he just didn't tell them when. So the, 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 just the wise people waited, uh, all dressed up, and the, the foolish people went to work. So let, let them call us, and we'll, we'll take time to prepare it. And then it suddenly he called them in. So the same is by the union of a person passing away. When, he, when he's called in, there's no, there's, no, there's no preparation time. So it depends how he looks then, how he's dressed then, what he's going to get. If he was preparing, then he's going to get, uh, he's going to be part of the, whatever Hashem has to provide. And the others will watch and be there and sit and not be able to, to take part in whatever Hashem will provide them. Then we spoke about having tzitzis and filling constantly. Fine. Then we spoke about if someone, if Shabbos comes in and he has a wallet on him, what does he do? So we, if we just stick to the law, we would say just drop it right there. The problem is people won't listen. It's hard-earned money, they're not going to listen. And therefore, we'd rather bend the rule instead of them going outright against two. So you say, you know what? Give it to a goy. Usually not allowed to give it to a goy. Give it to a goy. If you don't have a goy, put it on your donkey. How? We'll see later. And if you don't have a donkey, so the Gemara says you can give it to Cheder Shaita Vakotan. First, Shaita, then a cotton. First, a Shaita, then a Cheder. What about a Cheder and a cotton? There's two opinions. What's better? Because a Cheder is similar to a normal person, but a cotton will one day be a. Person with das, and therefore it's a to give it. Um, it only applies to your money. Definitely not if you see on the floor lost money, which has no simon and whatever, and you're allowed to take it, but it doesn't apply to that. It doesn't apply to Mitsia, which you already picked up. It's a question. If we say it has to be hard-earned money, or as long as it's your money, then it's already something which you won't hold yourself back from.
Uh, and then we mentioned that there's another option which Chacham didn't want to say that if you don't have anybody with you, you could go three Amis and stop, three Amis and stop. Usually you're not allowed to do it because you might carry four Amis. Here also they didn't want to tell the secret because uh, people might come to carry it for Amis, but that's the fact that you're allowed to carry it less than four Amis at a time and rest in between, and then you can bring it home. And all these kulas only apply to the first Rishu Sayyachid. When you come to the first Rishu Sayyachid, you must uh, drop it right there because they only gave you a hetter because it was most necessary. If you pass the necessity, then the hetter is over.